Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rossum Parenting. This is Kathy Ho and my co-host, Lin Nguyen. What's How's it going up? over there? Great. How are you? I'm good. Ready for the next few episodes? Yes. I'm really yes, excited. For all of our listeners who are tuning back in or who are listening for the first time, I'm so excited to be sharing what's next for us. We have a few episodes coming up. Well, not a few, actually quite a lot of episodes coming up where we focus on pregnancy, prepartum and postpartum. Prepartum is something that I came up with because I think it's very important to talk about what happens before you even conceptualize a child. You know, the preconception stage is so important and it impacts so much of what happens during the pregnancy that I think it's just an exciting topic to talk about. I would agree. Yeah. Prepartum is something we didn't talk about. <laughs> you and your and husband. I, yeah. And looking back, I'm like, uh, why didn't we talk about these things? But, you know, that saying hindsight is always twenty twenty. That couldn't be more true for uh, us and some parents that I've talked to. Uh, and I think a lot of us go through it more than we talk about. When you say when you say you go through, are you talking about the challenges? Everything, everything that encompasses parenting. Parenting is a very generalized word, but there's so much depth to it that you know until you are a parent, you really don't know what to expect. That's right, and I don't know that the conversations that people have in general are helpful before you have a baby. You know, I remember being 27 and dating. And at that age, a few of my friends had already gotten married and were talking about establishing a family. And I knew that it was an important conversation to have because I didn't want children of my own. But I also knew that if I were to date somebody that they might want to start a family. And so these are the kinds of things that we think about way before we even meet our significant other before we even, you know, talk about raising a family and before so we true. even do the deed to conceive. <laughs> we there's a these are a million things that people think about but people really don't talk about and that's why I think it's so important to, over the next few episodes to really unpack some of that so that parents who are going through the um possibility of raising a, a family or thinking about raising a family they have more information especially during covid right now oh my gosh especially <laughs> during covid like we are trying to navigate our own emotions and then navigating through COVID where it's still very, everything is up in the air. We don't know what the hell's going to happen tomorrow in the next second, in the next hour. So it's um, it's a crazy time. It is a crazy time. There are so many things to to talk about. But I, I before we go on, I do want to introduce a new thing that you're doing with your with your career to our listeners. Tell us more about what's happening for you, Kathy, and it kind of ties into what we're doing with these topics. What well, almost feels like postpartum for me, to be honest, last year, because um, it was like unknown, everything was kind of up in the air. And in helping, um, you know, my old company kind of build certain things, kind of or revamp things, it made me realize that, you know, why am I not doing this on my own? Why am I not building a business that I really wake up every single day and want to help people? Not that I don't want to help people in finances. Don't get me wrong. That's still part of what I'm going to be doing, but it's going to be more of a holistic approach. I want to, I don't even really know what to call myself yet. Probably an empowerment coach focusing in the areas of pre and postpartum. Because going through what I went through, you know my story, I'm not going to sh share it here because we don't have like days on end. But um, to cut it short, I you said it, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said turning my, my pain into purpose. And so, 
you know, during that whole postpartum journey thing, I, I went through a lot of painful points, a lot of stuff came up for me. And I realized that I'm not the only person that's going through something like this in sharing my own journey. It allowed the um, safe space for other mothers to share. And that's when I started having all these little epiphanies. Every time someone did share their story, I'm like, shit why are people not talking about this stuff so I want to be able to create a safe space for anybody who wants to hire me so that they can have a safe space kind of like you know what we're doing here on Rossum Parenting but I'm more focused on the whole postpartum side I love it congratulations yeah. my yes, friend thank you so much thank yeah, you yeah so it's exciting to start seeing all of this kind of come together and having some synchronicity in the things that you're doing I get 100%. it percent it's a new vibe for sure. So I, I know that you said you don't want to, you know, go out days on end by sharing your story. But I think it's important for our listeners to really understand what the root of all of your pain is, right? Because when we talk about forging purpose out of pain, let's talk about that a little bit. If, is that okay with you? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so tell me the first time, how long did it take for you to realize that you had postpartum? Uh, probably a year and a half Holy after shit. he was already born. That's a long time. Yeah. That's yeah, a really long time. And I I imagine you're not the only one who suffers for long periods of time not knowing what the hell's wrong with you. Yeah, and I suffered in silence because, you know, I'm the I'm the strong person. I'm the rock. I'm the funny person. I'm the one that everyone goes to when they're feeling shitty, you know? And so I was the last person out of basically my immediate crew of friends that had kids. And so my negative thought process was I, I can't ask these friends of mine for help they're dealing with two three kids who am wow. I to talk about my own emotions it's just another burden on them and in talking to other mothers that also discovered that they were going through postpartum they had the same feelings right we never want to be a burden on anybody of course not I, I grew up in serving others you know and so I was serving everybody else except for myself. And that was the first time when I came to head that I was going through postpartum that I understood, I truly understood these two words, self-care. Right. So when you talk about, let's go back a little bit, because I, I really want to understand more and help our listeners to understand a little bit more about postpartum and how to recognize it. Because a year is a long time to suffer through that and suffering in silence and feeling alone. Now, what were some of the indications for you? What what were Yeah, let's talk about that. What were you experiencing? Well, in, now that I look back, I think it started actually while I was pregnant, to be honest, because the first ultrasound I had it was like, oh, congratulations. Yes, it's confirmed you're pregnant. But you have fibroids. I was like, what the hell is are fibroids? Oh, well, they're little growths along your uterus that could block your cervix. Um, they could become cancerous. Nobody wants to hear that, right? Oh, fuck no. And so, of course, that day when I went home, Googleitis started. <laughs> Googleitis just started. And I was Googling. And of course, you know, I'm someone who really prepares for the worst. So I look at obviously the worst case scenarios. And then my anxiety was already through the roof before I even, like, that's me looking back. In the moment, I'm like, oh, I'm just preparing. I'm just preparing for what could happen. What if I need to have a C-section, okay? Well, now I'm going to plan all these things. And I started overthinking my overthinking. So it started at a very early stage in my pregnancy. Um, and then, of course, at 38 weeks, we had another ultrasound just to make sure that the fibroids weren't blocking my, my cervix. Because if that was the case, then I'd definitely have a C-section. Uh, and then I'd 
research how to recover from a C-section. Like what happens? What's, you know, what's the recovery time? Like just thinking about crazy things that I didn't need to think about and made myself worry all the time. So I was always in a constant state of worry. Which is one of the things that affects sleep. It affects stress levels. It affects your connection with the people around you. It can really put somebody into isolation, which are all some of those top things that happen for people who experience postpartum depression. Yep, 100%. And if I knew what I knew back then, I could have recognized these signs and I could have just done something about it, right? But I look back down, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I was definitely anxious all the time. So mine wasn't so much the postpartum depression side. It was more so anxiety. Of course, there were times where I felt depressed because I was so overwhelmed and I just would shut down. And I'm not usually a type a person to shut down. I usually would open up about it, but I just felt so much shame around speaking about how I was feeling. And I don't know where that shame came from. It was just all of a sudden this shame showed up and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to share any of this because I, I guess, again, looking back, I'm always such a strong person. So then to have these feelings all of a sudden come about and I didn't know how to deal with it. I was just like, okay, I can't show anybody my weak side. Was there anybody in your life that sort of modeled that type of behavior around fear for you? Oh, yeah. My whole family. We're always worrying about stuff. We grew up in a family where we worried about everything. And so, again, looking back at my mom's journey, she worried a lot about every little thing because that's all she did was... And she also... also can't, we. Our family background came from the refugee camps, right? So I don't know what they saw there, you know? So when they came here, she was just like, I guess she was still kind of in that mode. And so I see a lot of similarities with my mom's. Um, I feel like even at an early age, like around four or five, she showed signs of like constantly worrying about us. So when I look back, I'm like, okay, that that's kind of maybe where I get it from. You know, and when I researched more about postpartum, the likelihood of someone going through postpartum is more likely when you have family members that suffer from depression and all these other things. And I do have family members that suffer from depression. So, okay, so that was the fear. <laughs> that was the thing that drove the fear. So what you had was prepartum depression, and I and that's not a real term. I want to. <laughs> I also want to preface to our listeners that we are not experts. Neither of us are pediatricians and we don't have the clinical background to to really, you know, offer that kind of information. But there is information that is very uh, like common knowledge out there around what are the symptoms and, and what we really want to unpack is where are these fears coming from? Because when you say that you saw that your mom was dealing with a lot and that she was always worried and that she was always, you know, overthinking and, and afraid of things, what do you what did that do for you because you brought up the word shame and feeling ashamed if you saw somebody was modeling this it might have become a norm for you it was normal to ruminate it was normal to be anxious it was normal to worry why isolate and why do it in silence because i i remember conversations she used to have with her friends and you know we talked about this in a few episodes back where everything was great it's like I always saw the worry. And then when she's talking to her friends and family, it's like, oh, everything's amazing. Okay, but mom, you were just worrying about all these other things. Like, why are you not talking about those things? Funny how it all comes full circle. 
because you see that behavior, you're like, you're not telling the truth. I don't think that's helpful. And yet you go go on to this all this pregnancy journey of your own. And your first oh, instinct is to keep it quiet and not share yeah. it with people. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. What did you do to get through some of those things during your prepartum? I didn't get through. I, I struggled through it because I didn't know I was in it until I was pretty much out of it, right? And I guess I just I just powered through it. I went to some mommy groups. Um, that actually drove my anxiety through the roof because there were some judgmental things that were being said about other moms. And I just immediately, I just shut down and I stopped going to these mommy groups. So I'm just like, in my mind, I was like, are all mommy groups like this? Because I'm already feeling shameful of myself. And me going there, I know I'm already different. So I didn't want to go there and then worry about what they would be saying behind my back. Yeah, that makes sense. Safety is very important. And sometimes groups can create that type of anxiousness, especially if you haven't developed coping strategies of your own. And the word self-care again comes into play. So for a year and a half, you go through all of this. How does it affect the rest of your life, other aspects of your life? Oh, my husband and I were arguing all the time. Of course, he we didn't we didn't even look up postpartum when we were going through all that, right? So I just I want to interrupt you. So it's postpartum depression, right? Postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, whatever you want to call it, right? Just postpartum in general. For me, I feel like it was more of the anxiety side because we were arguing about stupid little things. I'm like, he's gonna be too cold. I put so many layers on him, and then he's sweating, and then we're like, and then he's like, see, I should, I told you, you, you know. He he's he's a baby. He's he doesn't need like ten layers. And here I am, like, but it's sunny outside. He needs a snowsuit. You know, like it's it was ridiculous the things that we were arguing about. Of course, you know. So it was a tough time. And then we went to Quebec, and that's when, um, you know, I say this all the time. It takes a village, and it really takes a village not just to raise children, but to build successful businesses. But during parenting to keep the parents in check because my sister came up to me and she's like, hey, I know you've been kind of dabbling in the whole postpartum, you know, research. I think you might want to dig a little bit deeper. You're completely different than before. And I was like, my immediate reaction was to want to be defensive, but I heard her. I heard her. And I took a step back. I'm like, thank you for for that. I, I will uh, noted. So when I came back from Quebec, that's when I did more digging. You know, I read up on it. I was like, oh no, whatever. This this probably isn't me. Because when you're going through it and you're reading something like that, your ego is like, no, 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 I got this. I got this. But re- in reality, no, I didn't. Yeah. When you start taking inventory of all of the things that you've been struggling with and all of the ways that your life isn't really working as efficiently or as smoothly as you imagined it might, it humbles you a little bit. It humbled me a lot, to be honest. And I'm, I'm grateful that it humbled me because I was really, you know, before pregnancy, I'm like, come and go as I please, walk to the beat of my own drum, doing stand-up comedy, going here, doing there. Like, I was looking back, like, I, I can give myself this credibility now. Like, I was a powerhouse. I was constantly doing things to the point, <laughs> gangster, uh, not quite, but... And then, you know, you you throw me in parenting. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about the deep shit. And I'm like, wow, I know nothing. Yeah, our parents are very surface in the way that they talk about parenting. And it's so funny because most parents just want to make sure that their children grow up happy, successful, safe. 
And part of safety means feeling safe inside your own psyche. But we don't develop that enough for our children, do we? And I don't know that as a society, people prioritize that. So, you know, that's why these conversations are important. And you're right, we need to have more discussions around it. We need to create more room. And that's why I think that, I mean, you kind of brushed over it talking about how your practice now is going to be focusing on the prepartum and postpartum um, aspect of of parenting. And I, I want our listeners to know that it's more than just about finding a safe space. It's about going to an expert who can sort of give you some sort of, you know, validation around resources, around um, information and, and knowing what it looks like to come out on the side. Because I don't know, I didn't know you when you were pregnant and I didn't know you prior to, you know, you having your child. But I know you now. And I think that where you are is, it's, it's in a place where I would describe it as much more secure, much more open to having these dialogues and having the conversation around your journey, your healing is so impactful for other people. And so oh, thank you. Yeah, and I think that's important to mention because for mothers and fathers, because postpartum depression affects men as well. And we can talk about that in in future episodes. However, I want people to know that there's another side to postpartum depression. And it's the depression that I really want to emphasize here because postpartum just means what happens after pregnancy. And there's a whole bunch of things that happen after pregnancy. So not everybody who has a child is going to experience the depression. But for the people who are experiencing the depression, it can feel heavy and it can feel dark and it can feel hopeless. And it feels like you've lost all ground beneath you and it's never going to end. A year and a half for you, Kathy, that's like an eternity for somebody who has to worry about feeding, changing diapers, cleaning, cooking, communicating with their spouse, still carrying on and figuring out who you are after all of this is said and done. It's a lot to go through. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. For, forever, mm-hmm. right? But it's not forever. Mm-hmm. It's not forever, for sure. And there is help there. There is help. But we don't know that we need to get the help until we recognize the signs. So now I just want to point out one thing. The difference between baby blues and postpartum are very different. So baby blues usually last about four to six weeks at most. Postpartum is where sometimes this, I'm giving you the worst case scenario where you really don't feel like taking care of your baby. You're not taking care of yourself. You just feel unmotivated to do anything. And if that lasts for more than four to six weeks, I really urge any listeners here to dig a little bit deeper because you are worth it to find solutions. That's right. So digging a little deeper and understanding that if you are experiencing really deeply heavy and dark emotions for what did you say the timeline is between four and six weeks are baby blues and then anything longer than that is is heading into the postpartum okay so up to the six week period it's something that will just kind of go away yeah or or you have to be mindful of it in order to cope with it right yes being mindful okay now after that you want to make sure that you uh go and talk to so i spoke to friends and then they led me to, you know, a couple counselors. And then that's how I kind of realized like, okay, this is this is what was going on for me. 
Right, except a counselor can't diagnose you. No. So the person that you really want to be going to, if you notice these symptoms and that they have been lasting longer than six weeks, is to a doctor. You yes, need to get for sure an actual. Okay, so so for our listeners, please stay tuned. We are going to be spending the next um, several episodes having guest speakers on, talking about their own personal. Um, experiences around postpartum, postpartum depression, prepartum journeys. We're also going to have experts who can share a more clinical view of what's going on. So please stay tuned and please share with your friends because in the least, we need to have these conversations. Yes. Thank you for sharing your part of this. Kathy, oh, I'm really excited to see how many people you can help. Thank you. In your coaching business. I'm, I'm excited for this too. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. So thank you for tuning in. And until next time, remember that parenting is raw. It's awesome. It's raw. Awesome.